Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 395. Today is Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. We're right on the tail end. We got just a couple more days of February and we jump right into March. Things are going to be moving. Very excited about some internal developments here at Elijah Fire. Uh, once Eric got here, man, we just, we're not wasting any time. So really excited about a lot of things developing. Uh, it, it's going to be an exciting year for Elijah Fire 2024. So also make sure to follow us on Spotify, the Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify. Every episode we do live. But then um, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you guys listen to podcasts, um, we upload it by the next morning. Whatever episode you're listening to or whatever episode is live, by the next morning it's uploaded. Mariah does an amazing job. Has an amazing radio voice too. I always like to point that out. Uh, she's the one, when you listen to it, she's like, welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast. She's just like, just so crystal clear. So, so just, it's just a strong voice. She has an amazing voice. I'm just making her blush because I know she's going to listen to this later. So um, uh, I think that's it, you guys. I'm super stoked to have this guest on. Um, I love this guy. Um, I uh, I just uh, I love everything he's doing. He is a an evangelist. He's an author. He's also the founder of Compassion to Action. Without any further ado, let's give it up for our guest today, Chris Overstreet. What's up? Jeff, so good to be here with you again. Yeah, welcome back to Elijah Fire, dude. It's been a while. It is. It has. I'm so yeah. glad to be here with you. So I think, I want to say it was like maybe during the summer or right before the summer, somewhere around there that you were on, but what have you been up to since then? Because you're always doing something. Yeah, we got another mini gospel truck and we uh, were taking it around America, preaching the gospel, doing open air events. I think last year we did 75 open air gospel events with our mini gospel truck. And, um, and uh, so God's just been doing some amazing things. 75 events. That's wild, dude. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you actually, why don't you tell people, cause you mentioned gospel truck and people are like gospel truck, what are you talking about? Um, cause there's some new people. What, what is that? That's, a, that's kind of one, like a hallmark of your ministry. That's one of the things you guys do. So why don't you, why don't you tell people what that is? Yeah. So we have three gospel trucks and one of our gospel trucks are their mobile stages that we do open air gospel proclamation. We can do big ones, big events, um, or we can do small ones like block parties. And, and what we do is we partner with local churches mm -hmm. and, uh, and then we partner with local evangelists in the cities that we go to and we give them an opportunity to preach the gospel as well. So it's not just our teams at Compassion to Action, but we're coming alongside of local churches, local ministries and evangelists that have a desire to preach the gospel as well mm. and make an impact in their community. And has that been something you guys have done from the beginning is, is connecting with local leaders, local churches? Is that something you've done from the beginning when you've done this? Or is that like a more recent development? I'm curious. No, that's, that's always been our heart. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe not necessarily every location that we've been to that we've mm -hmm. done that, but that's our model. That's, mm -hmm. that's something that we desire to do. And uh, yes, from the very beginning. Well, and the reason why I ask is because it does seem like that is there's an emphasis on that now of like, why are we all, it's funny. Cause when I was in YWAM, my leaders really instilled this in us of like, don't, don't always look at, it's an American mindset of like, we have to do our own thing. We have to like, even if other people are being successful at, we have to do our own thing and, and really emphasize like, if someone's doing something well, come alongside them and it, like build whatever, help build whatever they're doing. Uh, there, you know, there may be times obviously to start your own thing. Um, but I have just been seeing a greater emphasis on this now. And I, you know, when I was told that by my leaders, it was like over 10 years ago, you know, but it's taken a while to get to this place, but I'm seeing an emphasis on that of like more ministries doing stuff together, more churches doing stuff together. Uh, cause we're stronger together, you know? Absolutely. And, and I think it's the heart of the Lord to, to see the body of Christ work together mm -hmm. and rally around the cross of Jesus Christ together to make him famous. Yeah. Come on. And so I, it's the heart of the Lord that we're working together to, to lift his name up. Yeah. Come on. 
So um, we're kind of going to like just shotgun style. Uh, we've got a lot of different just assorted talking points, but I did see some that you sent. Uh, one of them, number one, was was encountering Jesus. So I want I want to hear just your thoughts in regards to that, what you were thinking in regards to that, and then we'll just see where it goes. Yeah, I believe that God is um, he's he's fashioning the hearts right now of not playing church games. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's an appetite in the spirit, and that is to encounter Jesus. And when we encounter Jesus, there's a personal revival that takes place, and that personal revival literally disturbs the normal christianity mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that's where we're at right now i mm-hmm. feel like when we're when we're preaching the gospel we want to see people encounter jesus that's the that's what we want them to encounter is the person of jesus christ and that will lead to a radical revival that disturbs their whole lifestyle mm-hmm. dude so i wasn't planning on saying this and i uh but to your credit what you're talking about that's something that i've noticed a lot lately especially within the last couple of years there are so many people so many young people that are having encounters with the lord people are being delivered of you know uh being in certain lifestyles or new age witchcraft like all these things like god is really because those are all counterfeits right like satan sees what god is doing something he can't stop but i always feel like he tries to get in and, and muddy the waters or meddle but then God always shows up and always completely radically transforms. And so something that I've realized is a need is I'm like, dude, I'm seeing all these testimonies of people popping up. I'm not worried about theology. I'm not worried about any of that. I just want people to come on and share. So this is something that's one of the new things that we're going to be adding into the show um, every week is like, I want to provide a space for us to pull in these people and have them just testify about what guys, they could be two months. They could be days saved. Like, I just want them to testify about what God has done. And so that's something that I'm just noticing that like, despite hell's best efforts, God is doing something really amazing. And we're, you know, a lot of you guys that have been on the front lines have been seeing this for, you know, I don't know, uh, maybe a shift, maybe within the last couple of years, but there's a lot of people that still aren't aware of this. They think that the young generations are doomed that there are all these things because they just see what's on the news or social media. Can you speak to that a little bit more though? I think that right now the young generation is so fiery, so passionate, so like, man, they want the real thing. They they don't want to play church games. Mm. And so that DNA that God is forming inside of them right now is a radical pioneering spirit. It, mm. It's a radical pioneering spirit. And I want to say that I, I believe that we're going to see more movements come out in the next 10 years than we have seen in a long time. Movements of young people that just say, man, I want to burn for Jesus Christ. And and there's literally fire in their eyes. There's a purity in the heart. There's a no compromise message that says, God, my life for the gospel. Mm. I mean, there are so many people that were were writing off a Gen Z generation, but Gen Z, alpha generation, this generation that God is raising up is going to be the most dangerous generation, I believe, to destroy the works of the devil. Mm, Come on. And so, I mean, do you feel like I'm curious, just your thoughts. I mean, there's a lot of people that I think are, are, I hear kind of two different camps of like revival is here. And then there are some people that are like, oh, we're on the the threshold of revival. And then there's, I guess, maybe a third group that's like revival hasn't yet come. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's like it just letting God do whatever he wants and not focusing in on, you know, trying to like, okay, now it's here, you know, but I just, you know, I, I don't know what you typically say. Like, are we in revival now? Like completely, would you say, or what? The the presence of Jesus brings revival. Yeah. The presence of Jesus awakens the heart. And revival is is a waking of the heart that changes everything. It Mm. it literally disturbs the normal. And and where the presence of Jesus shows up, he 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 ignites, he revives, and he refocuses uh, people's hearts and their lifestyles. And I I we're in it, but there's more to come. Yeah, amen. So it's not like it's not like well we have everything. No, we don't. There's a hunger. God wants to bring more, um, but but uh, it's all centered around the presence of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like? It's also, I mean, I've heard some people say this and I would love to hear your thoughts, especially I think as like the 
we're kind of on like the one year ish anniversary of like the Asbury revival and that outpouring that happened or how outbreak. I don't know what you want to call it, but that many people at the time even were saying this, it's not relegated to one place. It's you're going to see those types of things happening all over the place. Um, and would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And while while that's happening too, a uh, religious spirit, you know, when Jesus walked the face of the earth, he's walking through his church now. But when he walked to the face of the earth, Jesus was there. I mean, there was mm -hmm. a, you know, the disciples, when they walked with him on the road, their hearts burned. There was a yeah. burning. But but there was also religious spirits, you know, and um, that were offended. I think still today that's going to happen. I think that some people that that are just playing church games, mm -hmm. there's going to be there's going they'll be offended, um, but that's okay. Um, the the Lord still has a heart for even the Nicodemuses. Mm -hmm. You remember it was Nicodemus who was a Pharisee that that he was he had he had a desire, but 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 um, he wanted to he wanted to know more. He had questions, mm -hmm. and all I can say is what the Lord is doing right now. Uh, you're going to see an instant change in people's lives. There's going to be a progressive growth in other individuals' lives. And, and there will be also some individuals that will be completely offended. But how could God use somebody like that? Mm. Why would God use somebody like that? Mm. And, um, I, and I just feel like the, the, the biggest thing that we need to do is prepare our hearts. Yeah. Is keep our hearts tender, mm. keep our hearts soft. You know, 95% of the Christian life has to do with our heart. 5% has to do with our giftings. Hmm. Say that one more time, Chris. 95% <laughs> of the Christian life has to do with our heart. 5% has to do with our giftings. Come on. Gifting is a big deal. We, we need the gifts of the power of the Holy Spirit to flow through our lives. But God's looking at our heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. And it's interesting because I was talking to a, a friend of mine over the weekend and I was talking about, you know, some of the challenges that I've had to walk through even doing this show, because when you do something, people are going to have opinions, you know, uh, I'm sure you are well aware of that, uh, just doing what you do. But I said, you know, one of the biggest things that God had to do within my heart was really exposed. And I may have even said this at some point before I'd walked through some challenging stuff, just people saying hurtful things online and having to, you know, really just push past those. I may have even said what I'm about to say, but I believe it more now because I realized areas of my heart where the fear of man was still present. And it's just because you step out and do something, you know, is God doesn't mean you're going to be met with thunderous applause from the whole of the church. Um, if anything, I would say that you're guaranteed to not face that, but I would love to hear your thoughts on, and also that it doesn't mean that you're outside of God's will if you are facing that opposition, but it's just important to have that heart, that humble heart before God. But I would love to hear your thoughts on this too, because I do think that there are a lot of people who are stepping out now are going to step out and they may face some of that stuff. So what would you say to those people? Yeah, I, I would I would say to them, you know, let's let's be reminded of Mary. Mary had the favor of God on her life. Mm. Um, you know, she birthed Jesus, mm -hmm. the son of the living God. And the Bible said that she had favor. Mm -hmm. Well, that favor now led her into being a refugee. Mm. And just because um oftentimes we think that favor everything's going to be glorious but but the truth is when god asks us to do something sometimes we're not going to be always celebrated yeah. but what we can do jeff is we can protect our heart mm -hmm. we can bless those that persecute us we can speak um uh, words of blessing over mm -hmm. them i i mean i remember the first time that when i moved here to the portland area and we had uh, Portland 2018. I had someone, um, which was a, a a large gathering at um, at the convention center. I had someone tell me that it was a well-known person. Chris, you missed it. Um, this isn't of God. You're going to fail. And when I when I saw that message, all of a sudden fear came over me. Yeah. And then the Spirit of the Lord, Jeff, came on me and said, "This is not my voice. Mm. This is not my voice." 
And the Lord directed yeah. me to bless the individual instead of arguing with that individual, instead of trying to, to defend myself. Um, just go low, bless them, and, and, and tell them how much that they mean to me and others. Wow. And and I think going in the opposite spirit, whenever you're going to do something for the Lord, there will be people, but don't get caught up in that. Mm. Bless them and keep moving forward Dude. and stay focused. Dude, that's huge. And uh, just on a small, dumb level, I was at my wife and I went to go see a movie up in Portland and we were uh, in the parking lot and this guy was like backing up weird like not even barking up into a spot. And he actually like, you know, I kind of like threw up my hands and I was like, you know, I don't, I didn't really have anywhere I could go. Like he just kept trying to back up and um, I couldn't back up. And, and, uh, and so then he taunted me and he wanted me to like get out of the car and fight him. And I was like, man, and it was one of those encounters even where I was like, you know, it's just like one of those things where it just like sets you kind of irks you and irritates you. And one of the things that my wife, something I do on the regular is I will, it helps me keep people's humanity. When something like that happens, it's very easy to remove. Okay. This is a human being that God loves and maybe they're having a bad day. You immediately put them in this like caricature of like mean person taunting me to try and fight them when I'm not going to fight them. And it's irritating me. And I, my, my wife laughs when I do this, but it actually works where I'll actually create like a backstory of like, why they're being that way. And sometimes it might be a word of knowledge for all I know. But um, my wife, even then she was like, she was like, Hey, she's like, remember that create a backstory. She's like, why, you know, cause I, I, it was one of those things that just irritated me. And I know that seems kind of silly. Cause it's not, I wasn't like going in. I didn't have a chance to go and like preach the gospel to him or anything like that. Uh, probably wouldn't have been wise to get in my car when he's taunting me. Um, but all that to say, I think that it's really important when people do, because there are other opportunities, you know, like with this show where people have said things and I'm like, man, but I immediately go like, God, I just want you to bless this person. I know that you love this person so much. And so it's like one of those things where you're dying to your flesh and you're immediately speaking life over this person, blessing over this person. And so that's what ended up happening with this guy, just to kind of wrap that silly story up is I ended up praying for him after I was like, God, like maybe he is having a bad day. Maybe he is you know, and I'm like, I, God, would you just, would you just encounter him? You know? So anyways, that was really long winded, but I do think that it's really important, Chris, and you're, you're addressing a really important thing of blessing those that curse you, you yeah. know? And it's like, Oh, sometimes like dying to your flesh in that way is hard. But the second you do it, I almost always feel this lightness come over me. Even if I'm still slightly annoyed, there's also this, like, you get the heart for that person and you're just like, Oh Yeah. So. Yeah, because that's the heart of the Lord. You know, our, yeah. our, our fight is not against flesh and blood. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's, that's, that's not where the fight is at. Yeah. So do you do feel, do you feel like there is a rise? I mean, one thing that we talked about, you know, you have a, a friend, Andrew Cannon, who was on on Friday. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we were talking about is, um, you know, the mandate we have as believers, not just as evangelists, as believers to share the gospel. And yes, there's going to be that maybe that fivefold office that an evangelist would walk in like you or like Andrew, but that's not licensed for us as the body of Christ to go. All right, Andrew, Chris, go for it. Witness, you know, like preach the gospel to people. We'll sit over here in the corner and, and not do anything. And, and so um, do you feel like there is an increased burden or an increased emphasis on that within believers at large to begin to share faith and to be open i would love to hear your thoughts on that i think i know your answer but <laughs> I, I i would say this uh jeff i feel like that's what the holy spirit is drawing us back mm -hmm. to yeah i feel like there's there's just a few things that he's drawing us back to number one identity mm. number two the word number two the spirit and number four mission mm. And uh, mission is connected to evangelism. It's it's make disciples. And that is for every believer. It, it's not just for the evangelists as well. The evangelists, uh, according to Ephesians chapter 4, is for the equipping of the saints. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like the Lord is um, literally knocking on the hearts to keep the hearts soft, to, mm -hmm. to re-engage hearts. 
for for the believers to to know their identity, to be to to be people of the word, the in the spirit, but also be on mission. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit elijahfire.com/give. Yeah. Because so many you, people live without mission. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think too, like so often people can find themselves in this place of, and I don't talk to a lot of people. I'm sure you've had similar conversations with people where they do feel believers that feel like, I just don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what, um, and they may feel purpose, may not feel purpose, but there is that one default we can always go back to. And that's testifying about what Jesus has done to us, you know, yes. caring for orphans and widows, testifying, you know, like those types of things. And I think that um, it's like, we want to, Hey, yeah, uh, God, what else do you have? Cause I don't want to do that thing, you know? Um, but I mean, it's like that whenever you don't feel purpose, whenever you don't know what to do, like the amazing thing about the gospel is that we have a clear picture of how we're supposed to live regardless of God's like, all right, now you're moving to Mexico or now you're yeah. going to this new vocation or now you're going to meet your wife or whatever. Um, we, we always have marching orders of what yes. we could be doing at any time. So. Yeah, yeah. so true. And and the Lord just wants to soften our hearts. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think about, you know, um, praying for Bob and I, I, maybe I mentioned this prior in one of our times together, uh, Jeff, but you know, God wants to give each and every one of us a, a burden, a burden for the loss, a compassion for the loss, eyes to see the opportunities, but also a boldness to be able to reach them and mm. to preach the gospel and mm. share the gospel and to step out and uh, and to be the witness you mm. know and everyone has a story everyone has a testimony for those that are that are a believer in jesus christ that have given their life to lord in acts chapter 26 it talks about their story it's their jesus story what their life was like before christ how they met christ and what christ has been doing in their life and through their life paul just mm. he, he he just laid this whole outline out on how to share your jesus story and I think that God wants to ignite, you know, the Jesus stories in believers um, to begin to begin to communicate what Jesus has done for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's let's stop there for a second, because this is something that I asked Andrew and I've asked other evangelists as well. Um, and I think that this is a big lie that Satan likes to tell people is if you didn't do intravenous drugs or were not a prostitute or we're not a gangbanger or something, then you don't have a testimony. Um, say someone who grew up in a Christian home, maybe they kind of slipped away, but they never really got into anything hardcore. And then they ended up giving their lives to the Lord at a young age and getting serious. And then they never got into any of that stuff. There's a lie that Satan likes to tell people and says, you don't have a testimony, so you can't. And you almost like trying to hamstring us from going and preaching the gospel. What would you say to though, to somebody who says who's maybe in that boat where they, they lived a quote unquote, good Christian life. And they're thinking, I don't have a testimony. I don't know what to say. Like, what would you say to that, Chris? That is your testimony. Yeah. Come on. And it's, and it's powerful because I mean, you've been saved by grace as yeah. well. You know, not, yeah. not by your works. Um, mm -hmm. it, you've been saved by grace. You know, my wife, you know, she's loved the Lord her whole life. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful testimony. And um, but when we put faith in the power of the testimony that God has given us, and then we begin to speak it, we begin to activate it. Because when we speak and when we share what God has done, it, it's coming out of our heart. It's coming from a place of conviction mm -hmm. of what the Lord has done. And the truth is we all need a Savior. And uh, and and so if someone has lived in the church, they love the Lord their whole life. They follow Jesus. That is a powerful testimony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, I th that's kind of what God walked me through um, because you know I was raised in a Christian home, but and I remember um, you know I wasn't really following the Lord once I hit like middle school, high school. Um, didn't get into anything hardcore, anything like that. I just didn't really talk like a Christian. Didn't, but if people asked me, I would have said, "Yeah, I'm a Christian," but it's because that's what my parents believed. You know, it wasn't my. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And then I remember when I turned 18, 20 years ago this year, uh, 20 years ago in March, actually. Um, I, uh, it just there was this reignition, and I remember a couple of years later, I was talking to the Lord about. It. I was like. Cause I got into that trap of like, I don't feel like I have a testimony 
And I started, God started showing me all these instances where I was around friends who were drinking. I was around, I went over to like a friend's house and all of a sudden he invited a bunch of like buddies who were older over and they brought alcohol. And I was like, there was something in me, even though at the time I didn't really have any gauge for like, no, I shouldn't do this. And this is why there was something inside of me that said, don't do it. And yeah. I, and, and the Lord really showed me, he said, you listened. That's your testimony. That's part of your testimony is that you listened to me when yes. I said, don't do that. You know? And I also realized recently that at a young age, I remember sitting in the back of my mom's car, my sister led me to the Lord. I said yes to Jesus. So in that way, it was like, even, even though I wasn't, I wasn't investing in my relationship with the Lord at a young age, I had to, when I was aware enough, I had invited the Lord into my life. And then, so, I mean, that's probably part of it too, you know, is that who's always there being like, and I was listening, didn't realize I was hearing the Holy spirit, you know, but that's part of that testimony. And I think there's a lot of people in that same boat, Chris, of like, I listened. Absolutely. That's part of your testimony is that you listened to him. Yeah. You listened and he protected you. Yeah. And that's the testimony that you were protected. Yeah. yeah. And, and that the hand of the Lord was upon your life and he protected you. Yeah. And you listened to the spirit of God. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You gave a, you, it was a, a I think it was a couple of months ago. You had a great video. It's like eight minutes long or something uh, on your YouTube channel. And it's about preparing your heart for evangelism and dreaming with God. So you did some stuff privately with the Lord to kind of like, I guess like maybe hype yourself up or kind of like exercise. Can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I think it's really constructive for people. Um, and, uh, cause I think there's a lot of jitters when it comes to like, I don't know how to like jump in cold and talk to somebody. Why don't you talk about though, like how God used your imagination to kind of yeah. rev you yeah. up, prepare you. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just, I just wanted to, to be obedient. Mm -hmm. And I looked at Mark 16 and Mark 16 said that the believers would lay their hands on the sick and they would recover. And Mark 16 talks about these signs will follow those who believe. Mm -hmm. And I would take that scripture and I would go into my room. I would shut the door and the pastors, it says he's here <laughs> in secret mm -hmm. place. I just believed it. And, and I, and I would, I would sit down and I said, okay, Lord, here I am. Mm -hmm. And I just begin to dream with God about Mark 16, me, me laying my hands on the sick and then recover. And then what I would do is I would act it out. Yeah, I on. would act out yeah. me approaching people. No one's there, but I see him in my heart, Jeff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I would approach people and I would act it out. Like, you know, they have a problem with their knees. So, Hey, excuse me. Hey, do you mind if I, I pray for your knee right now? Uh, I, I just want to see the, the power of God come on your knee. And they, and, and I'm imagining it. I say, yeah, sure. And I, I pray for him in the name of Jesus Christ. I command all the pain to leave your knee. How do you feel now? And they, they say, Oh my gosh, all the pain is gone. There's no one there, but <laughs> I, I feel it in my heart. I can mm -hmm. see it in my heart. And then I begin to do the same thing with leading people to the Lord. I just mm -hmm. preach the gospel to them. In yeah. Isaiah 26, verse three, it says this, he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in him. Mm -hmm. And that word peace is shalom. The word mind means creative imagination. And I begin to realize that God gives us a creative imagination that so that we can partner with him and dream God dreams. Something happened in my spirit. It was like faith came alive inside of me, Jeff, that ignited for me to step out and begin to share the gospel in the natural and also uh, pray for the sick in the natural. But I first saw it in my heart. Before I ever preached at a crusade, I actually preached a crusade in my bedroom. No one is there. <laughs> I'm just preaching. I'm just yeah. going for it, man. Yeah, dude. And, uh, and before dude. I preached at a church, I, I saw it. And, um, Mm -hmm. and, and I would just imagine it, dream about it. And, and I would say, this is going to happen. Dude. Dude. Okay. So then what? Cause obviously like, you know, you can only do that for so long. How long did that last? Would you say of you being in your, you know, your secret place with the Lord and just acting this stuff out? How long did that last? Well, for praying for the sick, it was a few months. Yeah. 
Okay. And um, and then also leading people to the Lord is a few months. And then something happened where the Lord said, okay, now I want you to get a Christian t-shirt. And uh, I want you to put a Christian t-shirt on. And uh, so that was my next step. I started in dreaming with God. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord said, I want you to get a Christian t-shirt. I, I got that Christian t-shirt on. And then next thing I know, someone asked me about my Christian t-shirt. And and I and I began I began to be a witness um, mm -hmm. of, about my shirt, and then that lasted for around six months. And then he said, "Okay, I don't want you to I don't want you to hide around your shirt anymore. I want you to begin to talk to people." So I took I took steps, um, Jeff. But it was like the Holy Spirit was leading me mm -hmm. and guiding me for a crusade. It was it was years. I would just dream about it. I'd mm -hmm. I'd go into the place of prayer and intercession. Mm -hmm. I just dream about it. I said, "This is going to happen," and then. And then the opportunity came about, and um, it was a it was a few years after I started dreaming. Yeah, did it? Was it one of those things? I mean, for you, because I know it can be different for everybody. When you start going out praying for people, was it? I mean, the first time you prayed for somebody on the street, did it? Did you see a healing, or was it? Uh, I did, man. No, <laughs> but, I, but I got activated. Yeah, I dude. I didn't. I, I didn't even know what I was doing. I mean. You know, back then we didn't we didn't have any like examples, you know, like on YouTube examples or anything uh -huh. like that. I, I, I didn't know anyone that was doing this. And um, so I, I actually just I prayed for someone and I was screaming at the top of my lungs, man, in tongues. I, I didn't I, I mean, I just like I'm trying to muster up courage, yeah. you know, and um, but that's how it started. No, the person did get healed. And, yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I always think about those things, though, is like, I know there's a lot of times where people are, are even if they don't, maybe they're an atheist and they, you pray for them and they're like, there are, there are times where people just, they admire the courage of you believing in this and going out and doing it and knowing that it's like awkward and it's difficult, you know, especially when you're first starting, um, you know, working up your confidence. And, we, you know, I just, I, I look at those moments. I'm like, God has to use those still in their lives. Or they're always going to remember that guy who was yelling at the top of his lungs and speaking in tongues, <laughs> praying for them. You know, they have to remember that. And it's like another opportunity. It's like a, it's a seed or it's a watering yes. of that seed. You know, it just, God's going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Because, you know, for that person, you stepped out and maybe you didn't see anything. Well, you know what? You're faithful to what God called you to do. And maybe there's someone that came behind you and prayed for that person, led that person to the Lord. And maybe you'll never see them in this life. But uh, again, but when you get into the kingdom of God, when you step into heaven and uh, maybe just maybe you're going to see that very person that you maybe witnessed to the, for the very first time yeah, and, 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 and in heaven, Maybe that individual is going to come up to you when it's all done and set with and say, I'm so thankful that you were the one that mm. God used to start the journey in my life. And I know mm. that I rejected you at first, and I know that I didn't want to hear anything that you had to say, but I want to say thank you so much because little did you know, but a few days afterwards, someone else came up to me and shared the gospel with me. And I didn't want to hear anything from them either, but about five days later after that, another person shared the gospel with me my heart changed and God put this fire inside That's of me on. to begin to share the gospel. And look here, look at all the individuals that I personally led to the Lord. And it's a credit to you because you were the first person that ever shared the gospel with me. Come I on. believe we're going to see so many reports like that, Jeff, in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm right there with you, dude. And also too, I often, I say this on the show a lot, but um, I, I really hope that God like when we're up in heaven, he flips us around and he shows us how this tapestry that he wove of our lives. And like, and like some of the moments where I was like, I blew it or I was like totally just like awkward and didn't use that. Those could potentially could be some of the key moments of impact in other people's lives. We see God do this in the Bible all the time where he uses this seemingly unimportant time. or, you know, what we wouldn't deem the best God uses to glorify himself and um i can't wait it's dude. so true and you know there's a difference between um, a healing and a miracle as well uh, okay Jeff, talk about so that important. yeah like uh, we were in florida just uh, uh recently probably about a month ago or so and um we met some individuals uh, coming out of a grocery store and uh, so i had some of my team with me some friends of mine and um, so we pray for them and 
and they need healing in their body. Well, we didn't see any results then, mm -hmm. but he found out. I told him where I was preaching at. He found out, and we get a call after I got done preaching. He says, um, I don't understand what happened to me, but these guys approached me and prayed over me, and um, I've had pain in my body for so many years, and I can't figure this out. All the pain is gone. Would you just give me a call? I've got some questions. Oh, well, I, <laughs> I mean, I dude. Mean, we didn't see anything happen right there. Yeah. But but God healed him and his girlfriend Come that on. night. Come on. Well, and dude, that's something that I also really hold on to when I pray for people and they don't, I don't see, I don't see, this is an important thing. I don't personally see a, you know, a, a healing. I don't see them get healed. I don't know what God's going to do 20 minutes when they're 20 minutes down the road exactly. after we part ways. Like you just don't know. Like, so that's why it's important to not look at, Oh, he didn't look, look, I, do I love when people get healed when I pray for him? Yes, I do. I would say at this point in, in me doing this, uh, I see more people not get healed with my own eyes than get healed. And that's okay. Like, I know that I have that promise guarantee that God is, I mean, I know that it's God's desire is to heal this person, you know? Um, but you just don't know what God's doing in people's lives, you know? And it's like you praying for them when you prayed for their knee or whatever, God could be healing their heart in that moment, you know, that's going to give way for that, that physical healing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Both. And then there's other times, you know, Jeff, where it's just, Boom. Uh, it's a, it's an instant miracle right mm -hmm. there. You know, mm -hmm. uh, walking out of another grocery store. And, um, and as I walk out, I walk by this, uh, this couple and, um, and come to find out, I think they're brothers and sisters, but I thought they were a couple. And, um, and all of a sudden in my spirit, Jeff, I feel like, man, something's going on with this woman's back. And so I, I turn around and I say, excuse me, do you have pain in your back? And she says, yes. I said, the power of God is on you right now. The healing presence of God is on you right now. Dude. And and as I begin to minister to her, she begins to weep and cry, Jeff. The spirit of God comes on her. She's weeping and crying. And she says, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. She was in a car accident just a few months prior, Jeff. And she could not move her, her shoulder like that above her head. And uh, she had uh, something had messed up in her muscles. So it, it, a part of her neck, there was a muscle bulging coming out. The doctor wanted to give her surgery. She refused to have surgery. And the power of God came upon her that day. And, and, and it, it just, it created this miraculous healing breakout. And then, and then I walked on a little bit further and there's a, there's some individuals in a car and they saw what was taking place. And I said, did you see what Jesus just did right over there? And they said, yes. And I walk <laughs> over there and as soon as, as soon as I walk over there, I feel the fire of God just come, come down. And I mm -hmm. knew that the Lord was going to heal individuals in the car and the spirit of the Lord just came and given me a minister into the car and the power of God began to break out. So there are these instantaneous miracles that take place, and then there's healings that take place too. The, the miracle is, is it's instantaneous, mm -hmm. and then the the healing is progressive. We yeah. want we want we want both. Amen. Yeah, 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 yes. So one thing that I, I was pretty open about on Friday, um, and Andrew had some great. Uh, pointers for this in his book. And we talked about it on the show. Um, it is that, you know, for me, if I get a word of knowledge about somebody that's it's, you know, they may be standoffish or whatever, cause they're weirded out. Cause you know, something about them, you know, but that's easier for me. I, you know, I'm like, I, I can deal with them. I'm like, Hey man, you know, like, and I'll just go up to somebody and like, Hey, like I'm a Christian and the Lord, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, where I've always found the most difficulty is in just cold engaging with people where you're like yeah so uh so these carrots are pretty awesome so jesus uh you know like it's just like so um andrew had a great pointer he said that's he's like i had the same issue and so one thing that i i do is i say has anybody told you about jesus how much jesus loves you today and i actually tried it over the weekend and it was like super it was way easier to just jump right in like that um but uh do you have any tips like for people who are like okay yeah like point made, you know, you did a show on Friday about it. You did a show today about evangelism. I'm feeling convicted. I know I'm supposed to do this. 
Um, do you have any tips you usually give people about like, Hey, like this is one way that I engage for a couple of different ways. I'm curious. Yeah, absolutely. I have a, I have a couple different ways. Um, one of the things that I ask people all the time is, Hey, excuse me. Has anyone ever told you what it means to be born again? Hmm. Excuse me. Has anyone ever told you what it means to be born again? Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And that's a question to them. And they're going to either say yes or no. They say no, which a lot of people do. Even those that go to church uh, says no. I said, do you mind if I just share with you really quickly what it means to be born again? So I'm asking them a question mm-hmm. and, uh, and they say, oftentimes they say, sure. I said, well, there was this religious man in the Bible. His name was Nicodemus. It's found in John chapter three. And he came to Jesus one night because he had questions about the miracles that Jesus was doing. And as he asks about the miracles, Jesus' response was, most assuredly, I say to you, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Nicky's Demas' response was, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? Jesus' response is, most assuredly, I say to you, flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Don't be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. And then I go in and I explain to him about natural birth, spiritual birth. If I have my Bible on me, if I have my smartphone on me, or if I have a little New Testament, we just created these uh, Compassion Action Bibles um, to be able to hand out to people. I will actually take someone through and read it to them right there if they are open. If they're open, I say, hey, do you do you mind if I just show this to you really quickly? Or, uh, hey, can we can can I just pull up my smartphone right now and just read this to you right now? I want to tell you, there are so many people that are open to that. And there seems to be more people right now that are open to receive a Bible than I've seen in a long time. Really? Yes. Lyft drivers, people on airplanes. I say, hey, man, I want to give this to you. Say, oh, thanks so much. Thanks for looking out. So I'll explain to them what it means to be born again. I'll read John 3.16 to them as well. I'll read, I'll read as much as they'll let me read to them. And then I'll say this. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the question. Do you believe? And it's amazing to be able to see the response, Jeff, because a lot of them are like, I do. And mm-hmm. I say, do you believe that he died on the cross and he rose again the third day? I do. Is there anything that's holding you back right now from repenting of your sin and putting faith in Jesus and following him? No, there's not. So you believe with all your heart that Jesus has the power to forgive you right now. I do. Is there anything holding you back? No. And then I explain, there's no magic in the words, but if if you believe with all your heart, I explain Romans 10, 9, that if you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. I said, do you want to do that right now? And uh, Jeff, we've seen so many people respond to Jesus based on that question. Hey, has anyone ever told you what it means to be born again. Hmm. If you've got a smartphone, you can take out your 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 Bible on your smartphone and say, hey, excuse me, has anyone ever told you what it means to be born again? And if they say no, say, hey, do you mind if I show you really quickly what it means to be born again? And uh, And you read it to them right there so you don't feel the pressure of having to preach to them. Just read the word and the spirit's going to do the rest. Mm-hmm. The spirit's going to testify. Hmm. And it's amazing to see People get born again just on asking that question. There's a lot of other ones as well, um, uh, Jeff, but that's one question that I always like to ask people. In fact, uh, right before I came here, I was at a restaurant and I was meeting with some people. I asked my waitress that. Hmm. I asked her that question. I I asked her, excuse me, um, is there anything that we can pray for you about? And she got emotional. She says, oh my gosh, yes. And she begins to tell us the things that, that we could pray for her about. And then I asked her, is any, anyone ever told you what it means to be born again? She knew what it meant. She knew what it meant and she'd been following the Lord. Um, but even for the believers that encourages them, that inspires them. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to be active as well. Cause someone just came mm-hmm. up to me and shared Jesus. I need to share Jesus with others as well. 
Yeah. Well, that it's funny you say that because that's what happened to me over the weekend. I, I did it to a waitress as well. And I was like, I just, I, I did the Andrew Cannon approach and I was like, did, has anybody told you how much Jesus loves you uh, today? And, and, uh, and she was like, you know, what's funny. She's like last week, someone was sitting in this exact table and they asked me that same question. And I said, do you, I just, I jumped right into it. I was like, do you know Jesus? I was like, uh, and she was like, she ended up being a believer. And I was like, but I was like, God just, I think God just wants you to know that he loves you, that he's thinking about you. And I think we, even as believers, we need to hear that, you know, like yeah. I'm touched by it when people are like, write me and they're like, Hey, God has just brought you to mind. He just wants you to know he's proud of you and he loves you. And I'm like, Oh man, like that, <laughs> that feels great. So even, even believers need to be encouraged, but I would, I, there's no doubt that that encouraged her too, the waitress that I interacted with to do the same thing. Yeah, no, it's so true. I mean, I mean, Christians need to be encouraged as well. Mm -hmm. And that waitress, you better believe that that you talk to Jeff, you better believe it's the second time she's thinking, wow, yeah, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. Maybe the Lord, maybe the Lord has something special for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe God wants to use me to to share the gospel with others. Mm. She'll never forget it, Jeff. Yeah, come on. Come on. And honestly, it just made me, even though I interacted with a believer, it was like, dude, like we, people just, they need to know that Jesus loves them, man. Like Christian, non-Christian, there's so many Christians walking with their heads in shame about things that I'm like, dude, the blood of Jesus covered this. Like I get super, I get super fiery about it. <laughs> like, I'm excited. Like, this is like, I just think that we're on this, like, I just feel like we're on this like tipping point, dude. Like obviously yes. like, you're on the front lines of evangelism. Like that's one of the, that's one of the things you do, you know, but um, I just feel like we're on this tipping point of just like, oh, there's all this craziness, but I'm like, oh man, God is just like, he's got like the ultimate ace up his sleeve, dude. Like he's just getting like, he's already doing it. I'm just excited. I just feel like God, is, we're on this tipping point where God is about to do just some like, just legit stuff absolutely and it's the greatest time to be alive jeff and yeah. and um and the lord is awakening hearts and mm -hmm. and i i just feel like you know encountering jesus personal mm -hmm. revival disturbing the normal mm -hmm. like that's what the lord wants he wants to disturb the mundane life so that we're living on the edge and that mm -hmm. we're we're passionate and mm -hmm. and we're doing what he wants us to do we're we're obedient to the spirit of the living god and we're mm -hmm. We're living at that place to say, Lord, whatever you want to do, that's what I want to be a part of. Mm, come on. Come on. I saw a little note. Illumination threw this in here. Uh, you guys have been doing like a nightclub ministry and Crow Nation. What What is that? Well, our a nightclub ministry, that's something that we started uh, years ago, um, not under uh, Compassion to Action. Um, but mm. I started it when I was the outreach pastor at Bethel Church okay. uh, many years ago in so we started this nightclub ministry. We send um, young people into the nightclubs and it would just literally like the power of God would just break out. We saw, you know, bouncers impacted. I mean, we saw people get saved in the nightclubs. I mean, right. just incredible things that would take place. But Crow Nation is our good friends in Montana. So okay. we went to Crow Nation um, this last August. Uh, with our gospel trucks, our large gospel trucks, our small gospel truck. And we went in there to be able to support our dear brothers and sisters on the Crow Nation Reservation. And it was the biggest powwow in America. So <laughs> thousands of Native dude. Americans, and we love the Native Americans. Yeah, I come mean, on. Um, and, and so I believe the heart of God is for Native Americans. And so we wanted to come alongside and partner with them and what God has already put in their heart. And, and so part of that was like, I wanted to, I wanted to discover like, what is the revival history in Native America and on the Crow Nation that's in Montana. It comes to find out that in the early 1940s, 50s, a massive revival took place there. And, uh, our, uh, and our host, Russell stands over bull. His grant, his father was a healing evangelist, Jeff. No way. And he would go from reservation to reservation to reservation. And Dude. they would have these tent gatherings and thousands of natives were impacted, but is impacted through Russell stands over bull's father. 
And so it wasn't people from the outside coming in. It was all in the natives. It was coming through them. And I said, I believe that, that God wants to do the same thing again. And so we're believing right now that God's going to give them a gospel truck, a mini gospel truck, and that God's going to raise up young evangelists in the Native American community yeah. to take the gospel from reservation to yes. reservation to reservation. Yeah. So we went there with that purpose as we feel like the Lord's getting ready to do something powerful in the reservations in America. Well, dude, it's cool because, um, you know, we have a lot of different people on our show. Um, Genevieve Dawn Skidmore is one and she's actually native American and is, does a lot of, she has, she runs something called Naomi house and it's at risk children that are, she has like a shelter for them. There's two different locations now, but herself and there's some other people started this thing called instead of the trail of tears, the trail of joy tour. And, um, just amazing, amazing testimonies of these First Nations people and God grabbing hold of them. Like one of the guys, I cannot remember his name. Amazing, amazing guy though. And and he, um, I met him and he was talking to me about like how, the way his heart used to be towards white people, towards, you know, he's like, I used to walk the trail of tears and I was just filled with anger. And he's like, but God, transform my heart and now we're we're walking this trail of joy you know redeeming the path you know yes. redeeming all that and i'm like dude and like there's so many people that are working on this Je not just you not just you know genevieve not just other people so th there is a reignition within the native american community uh for the lord and it's it is such an exciting thing to see dude like and they mm. and they really carry something they that do is, this, that is catalytic for our nation. Come on, yeah. I, I mean, I, I believe that they have a prophetic edge upon mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. that God gave them, and and I really feel like in this next, um, in this in these next years to come, God is going to raise up some radical, wild Native American evangelist prophetic individuals, apostolic individuals that are going to plant churches. I really believe it. I, I yep. believe that God's getting ready to do something Amen. powerful in the native American community. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes to that. So you have, um, you, we were mentioning backstage, you've got, um, a, a, another event this year, right? Is it the compassion to action event? Like the big event that you got, you do. Yep. It's compassion action 24, okay. um, 2024. And it's hosted at the Portland Convention Center on August 29th through the 31st. And mm. so um, we're so excited. We're going to have evangelists. We're going to be calling evangelists from all over the nation to be able to come out to this, to be a part of it. Um, worship on the streets leading up to it. And, um, you know, last time we did this, we we saw 5,000 people hit the streets of Portland, just preaching the gospel, seeing the Lord just touch down. But our main themes is encountering Jesus, encountering Jesus, revival, personal revival that disturbs the mundane Christian. Yes. Come on. Yeah. I think we went, the Elijah list, we went to the 20, 2018, you guys, 2018 came. one. That's right. That was the one. Yeah, that was awesome, dude. So yeah. cool. Um, oh, so you actually have an event. Thank you, Illumination. She said you have a uh, an event this weekend on March 1st, correct? Or March 2nd, somewhere? It's called The Yeah, Reach. we have one um, uh, at C3 Church um, every month. The first Friday of the month, uh, we send teams out on the streets. It's called The Reach. And uh, so we'll be gathering at a church in Portland called C3 Church. We'll do some evangelism training, and then we'll send people out on the streets um, to, to share the gospel, demonstrate um, the power of God. The, the thing that I love about this is um, seeing churches come together and um, the body of Christ working together. We've got a vision cast coming up March 12th at Mount Olivet Baptist Church in Portland. And um, the word is getting out. I think we're already going to have like over 100 pastors uh, coming to this um, in the region. And uh, uh, because they they all sense that God is up to something. God yeah. is doing something. And uh, so we're we're so excited about what the Lord is doing in our region. Mm, yeah. And we're stronger together, dude. That's it. We're stronger together. Yeah. I, I, I often have used this kind of analogy or this image of like, What's stronger in, in a in a army that has all of the soldiers facing the same direction or an army that has everybody like looking at each other, maybe their back is to the enemy, 
like obviously it's it's a unified army that has everybody facing the same direction and i really feel like there is this big orientation that god is doing reorientation that god is doing within the body of christ right now where it's like dude it is about jesus and him crucified that's what it's yes. about you know not about what you think about this verse or that verse or which translation is the best translation you know um god is on the move and we want to be we want to be on his side with this thing not being the thing that's resisting what god is doing so dude yeah so how can people find out about these these events would it be on compassion to action.com yeah. yeah go to our website compassion action.com you can just uh uh, click on um, the link of Compassion Action 24, and uh, you'll see it. And, um, you know, we have registration. It's already opened up, and you can register for it. Um, you know, people say, Chris, it's crazy. Are you are you sure it's $15? Yeah, it's $15. It's only 15 yeah. bucks. I know, it's $15, yeah. Whoa. We, we've got different, <laughs> different amazing individuals that are coming in. We'll have upper room with us. We'll have... Um, you know, different other amazing worship leaders, different speakers that are coming in and the whole vision, every one of them coming in is completely aware of this. This is not a conference conference, uh, just to have a conference. God is up to something in our region. He's bringing churches together and that's to encounter him. That's personal revival. And that's disturbing the mundane life. God mm. is on the move. Yeah. So it's like taking, going to that conference with the expectation that you are going to take these tools and immediately apply them. And obviously you guys are doing that even within the conference, like really pushing people, really pushing people out there. So yeah, man, yeah. that's legit. Talk about your, uh, I'm going to have you pray. Um, but also talk about your new book. You have a new book called capturing, capturing heaven's attention, capturing heaven's attention. Yeah. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah. I, I wrote the book, um, based around the heart of worship and the heart of worship is not something that we just do in a place or a space, but it has to do with our whole heart yielded to Jesus Christ. And so I wrote the book because I wanted the, every believer to be sensitive to the heart of God. And first of all, how God sees them, but also how God speaks and to inspire them to take steps of faith. And when they take a step of faith, that becomes a fragrance to the Lord that literally captures the heart of God. Mm, come on, come on. So what's the best way for people to buy that? You can go to, you can go to Amazon, just go ahead and go to Amazon. You can order that. And, um, and I just want to encourage you as you read through it, go through the, the, um, the questions after every chapter, I ask questions, okay. go through those and, um, and look for ways that you can apply um everything that i'm sharing with throughout the book love it love it so everybody also there's a link in the description to that as well if you don't feel like one extra step we made it easy for you you can there's a link in the description you can just click it and go right there so chris i would love for you to pray for us um you know we talked a lot about stepping out um and i know that some people need some help with the uh in the courage department to really just like oh i gotta just do it i gotta i i know I know I have to do it. I should just do it. Uh, so I would love for you to pray for us. And however else you feel led as well. Yeah, Father, we just thank you for everyone right now. Lord, I, I bless them. Mm. I bless them, Lord. Lord, I bless them to be aware of the identity of Christ, the word of God, the spirit of God, and the mission that you have for them found in the Great Commission. Lord, I, I pray a blessing over them. I pray for boldness. I pray for courage, God. And I pray, Lord, that they would never give themselves a hard time because you're not giving them a hard time, Lord. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray, God, that your courage would arise inside yes. of them in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that this week, Lord, that you would activate faith in their life in the mighty name of Jesus to share what you have done in them and through them. In the mighty name of Jesus, may many souls be saved in Jesus name. And you know, Jeff, there may be somebody right now that uh, people are far from God. I just want to encourage you. If you feel far from God, I want to encourage you. The blood of Jesus has never dried up. It's still flowing right now. And he has the power to forgive all sins. All you need to do is put your faith 
and trust in him. Mm-hmm. If you're having a hard time getting up, just look up so you can get up. He loves you. He's not done with you. Mm-hmm. He's not done with you. Your story is not over. He has a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. Put your faith in him. Yes. Yes. Amen, Chris. Um, how how can people follow you? I know you do a lot. You post a lot on you know on your YouTube and things like that. What are some ways that people can follow you? Yeah, you go to our Instagram and then you go to our Facebook. Go to our YouTube channel. Um, go to our website. We post a lot of stuff on our website of what we're doing and uh, the events that are coming up. So we'd love to be able to stay in contact with you. Awesome, awesome. So uh, everybody, also just a reminder: March first, that's Friday. Uh, the Reach. Right, people can go to that. That's yeah. right, C3 Church here in Portland, Oregon. Awesome, awesome. So, Chris, man, thank you so much. Love everything you're doing. You're such an inspiration, encourager. Um, and I'm always just so blessed to have you on the show. So, thanks for thanks for showing up. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, Appreciate absolutely. you guys. Absolutely. So, everybody, have an amazing Tuesday. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Monday Martin in, um, and it's gonna be a great time. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We love you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.